Hey everybody and welcome to Coach's Corner. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some questions that some of our listeners had on prosperity. Last week, I hosted my live group coaching program. It's a virtual group program that I do every month. And the topic was prosperity. And it was a really popular call. We had so many people that wanted to get one-on-one coaching with me. And I didn't get to all the questions. So I took questions in written form from people that didn't get to come on live. And I'm going to be answering them in this episode and in next week, Saturday's Coach's Corner. So this is part one of a two-part answering your questions on prosperity series. In the live group coaching program, I also taught a lot about prosperity. And from my point of view, what impacts our relationship with money the most? And that is two things, our money story, the beliefs we have about money that are based on or were formed based on what we saw, what we heard, what we experienced, what we were told, that's our money story. And then the second thing is our self-worth. So you being bullied as a kid could be impacting your bank account. And I go into greater detail on all of that when I taught that in the Prosperity Group course. So if you want to get a copy of that, because they're always recorded, you can get a copy of the 90-minute virtual uh, group coaching call. If you just email assist at christinehauser.com and tell Kim that you would like a copy It's only $20 and you can get access to the entire group coaching program. And be sure you sign up for my emails at christinehassler.com because that's where I announce these group coaching programs that I do. And I do them every month. They're only $20. There's always a topic. You can get one-on-one coaching from me live and you always get access to the recording and I always send out a meditation as well. So again, you can join every month by going to christinehassler.com slash group. So before we dive into the prosperity conversation, I want to talk to you about increasing your prosperity by doing self-work. One of the things that actually has changed my money mindset and has impacted my ability to create revenue is investing in myself. I have noticed that whenever I invest in myself, it increases my income, like quite literally. When I make a well-aligned, both strategic and intuitively aligned decision to invest in a coach or a workshop or anything like that, automatically there's some kind of shift in my external world. Like Steph and I enrolled in the Joe Dispenza week-long advanced retreat and we bought our tickets. There was no objection. We were so excited to go. And then immediately there was something that came in that day. And it's taken me a while for it to be that cause and effect. You know, it's taken shifting my money mindset and having that regular habit of investing in myself and I'm just saying, I don't do this carelessly. I don't just do it with the attachment that, oh, how I make money is I spend money on myself. No, no, no. But it's a self-worth thing. Remember how I said that so much of our prosperity and so much of our net worth is connected to our self-worth. When we invest in ourselves, we're telling ourselves unconsciously and consciously that we are worth it. So that's why investing in ourselves is so important. And I have two opportunities for you to do that. The first you've heard me talk about is my signature spring retreat, which is coming up March 6th through 8th. 
the early bird discount is over November 30th. So if you want to save $500, you're going to want to apply soon. Go to Christine Hassler slash spring dash retreat. All I'll say, because I've talked about it on many episodes is it's freaking life-changing. You just need to come. Sorry, gentlemen, this is just for the ladies. Again, christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat. Also, If you are a health coach, either a current or aspiring health coach, I encourage you to sign up for the masterclass that Primal Health Coach is offering. Many of you know that I am the master coach for the Primal Health Coach Institute. It's a program I believe in so fully 100%. I think it's incredible coaching training school, both for giving you the information and the credentials you need to be a coach, but also the business building strategies. And like I said, they're hosting a free masterclass. All you need to do to sign up is go to christinehassler.com primal health coach. We'll put those links in the show notes as well and register for the masterclass. And you can even see a interview with yours truly. All right. So let's dive into some of these prosperity questions. And like I said, I'm going to answer a few this week, and then I'm going to answer more next week. So this first one is from Denise. I know I have money blocks regarding my business. As a side hustle, I'm a yoga teacher and a life coach. I would like to make this my full-time business, but I cannot quit my full-time job because I provide half the financial commitment to my family. I feel like deep down I can and will be able to make the money I need to pursue coaching full-time because I absolutely love it. However, sometimes I question it. I wonder if I can really get to that place. I find it a hard sell to get people to pay for an investment in themselves and I hear all sorts of objections. I can't help but feel that I'm meeting this block in the business because of my own money and abundance blocks. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. So Denise, you are so not alone. I get questions like this or questions that are similar to this many times. So first let's look at some aspects of your question. You're holding a yoga teacher and a life coach as a side hustle. Just holding it like that sounds exhausting to me. Like, aren't you hustling and working enough with your full-time job to have a side hustle? Ugh. So let's own that this is your passion, my passion. And what I feel is my calling is to be a yoga teacher and a life coach. So owning it, really own it. And this to me ties into your self-worth. And I'd be curious what your money story is. I'd be curious if your parents ever said or implied that you can't make money doing what you love and you have to have a secure job. So a lot of these fears are coming from your programming coming from your programming. So I really encourage you, and this is one of the things I taught in the prosperity call, to write down all the beliefs that you think you formed as a kid, even if you don't believe them now, or even if you don't logically think you believe them now, write down all the beliefs that you believe based on what you were told, what you observed, what you inferred, what you heard, write them all down because then you'll get a really good blueprint of what you're believing. And your beliefs are in so many ways driving your results. And even more what's driving your results is your level of self-worth. So you say, I feel deep down I can and will be able to make money. I don't know that you do. I feel like deep down, like deep down in terms of your unconscious, you doubt yourself. See, you say here, I feel like deep down I can and will be able to make the money I need to pursue coaching because I absolutely love it. See how even in that situation, you feel like you have to justify it. 
So there's this level of self-doubt that I'm feeling in your question. And I just encourage you to do some of the work around that self-worth so that you know that you are worthy and deserving of pursuing what you love and making money at it. You also said, Denise, I find it a hard sell to get people to pay for an investment of in themselves. Okay. There's so much in that. So I was even talking about how important it is to invest in ourselves before I even read your question. So you know my opinion on this already. The fact that you find it a hard sell means that it's probably hard for you to invest in yourself. That maybe you do it, but on some level you don't think you deserve it or you really, really have to justify it. And you even said, I hear all kinds of objections, but they're probably your own objections as well. So the more you shift this inside yourself, the more you're willing to invest in yourself and go after your dreams and not feel like you have to justify them, the easier it will be to enroll other people. Because really when you're selling, quote unquote, selling people to invest in themselves, you're just selling them themselves. That's basically it. I don't even like to use the word selling because it doesn't feel like that. You're just enrolling them. You're just, it's an invitation for them to do something loving for themselves. So you got to hold this differently. And the last thing I'll say here is at some point, this can't be as you call it a side hustle. At some point, at some point, it's really owning this and knowing that it's you're worthy and deserving of going for this full time and maybe investing in a coach, like really investing in a business coach to help you take the steps to get there would be both a good investment and would help break through that block of it's hard to get people to invest in themselves. Our next question from Amber. For a long time, I questioned my worth and felt guilty for my successes because of my family of origin. Growing up, my parents and their siblings were all in poverty and government assistance. Many of them still are where I have gone to college and had a really good job and married a wonderful man. When we purchased a larger home, I struggled with feeling guilty over having. Now it feels silly, but I want to work with this. How can I come to an understanding of why I feel guilty? How might it block me when I want to level up or even reach more success? Okay, so you have a little bit of what I call prosperity guilt. Prosperity guilt is... It comes up when we are doing well or we have abundance and we see people around us not have it. And when it's our family members, it almost feels like a betrayal, like it's not fair or it's disloyal to have things that they do not. And so the important thing to remember about guilt is that it's not really even a real feeling. Guilt is a cluster of thoughts. It's a pattern of thoughts that we go into when we think we've done something bad, but we want to be a good person. So we punish ourselves by feeling guilty because good people should have remorse, right? So we feel guilty because we can't change it, but hey, at least we're feeling guilty. So we're suffering in some way. And the way through guilt from my point of view, is to really get to gratitude, to really get to gratitude for what we have, for the lessons we learned, forgive ourselves for buying into misunderstandings, and also know that you are going to do them and others way more good if you live in an abundance mindset. Because even though you have the house and you have many things and you're not living in poverty, you're still living in a bit of that scarcity mentality because on some level you're thinking, well, if I have it, 
does that mean they have less? Or if I have it, I have to feel guilty because some people don't have it. That's scarcity mentality, total scarcity mentality. Prosperous, abundant mentality goes, the universe is an abundant place. We are all worthy and deserving and they are just as capable as I am to have this abundance. You've broken the generational pattern. And you can acknowledge yourself for that. And you can love them and bless them and know that they've made their choices and that if they choose, they can change their situation too. Now, I realize for some people, it's harder to change situations because of access to things and where we grow up, how we're born, our socioeconomic status, so on and so forth. However, feeling guilty about what you have isn't going to do them any good. And if you want to channel that guilt, think about how you can empower them. Maybe you buy them a course in financial literacy. Maybe you take them to a seminar. Maybe you help one of them with a resume. But you also have to remember that you can't help people that don't want to be helped. They may be very comfortable where they are. You're just uncomfortable because you're not comfortable with where they are. But as my teacher once said to me, you have to give people the dignity of their process because you feeling guilty is keeping you more in a scarcity mentality and it is blocking you when you want to level up because with each level up, you're going to feel guilty and who wants to level up with that kind of crappy feeling? So be grateful for what you have. Bless them if you want to channel that guilt into empowering them in some way, offering them resources. Great, but you can't save them and you can't change them. Before we go to our last question, I want to give a shout out to my very supportive sponsor for this episode, which is Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who've taken their FitFinder quiz to design bras with breast shape and size in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. I raise my hand to that. That half cup sizes changed my life. And with their FitFinder quiz, you can skip the trip to the store, do it online, try on at home, no more awkward fitting room experiences. And returns and exchanges are free and easy. You have 60 days to wear your new bra, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and third level wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I love my third love bras. I have a whole bra drawer, like I'm sure many of you do, and they're all organized and color coded because I'm a Virgo, but my third love bras are always right on top (laughs) because they're the ones I wear most often because they just fit so well. It's hands down most comfortable bra I own. Straps that don't slip, tagless labels, no itching, lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that really, really mold to your shape. And I love that Third Love donates all their gently used returned bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over 15 million in bras. I love that. So here's your call to action. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash over it for 15% off today. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So go now to get 15% off your first order. So this is from Fatma. Fatma. 
I'm going through my quarter life crisis. I'm a student. I've done everything according to the book my whole life, but can't seem to get it right. My career hasn't started yet. My relationships are not where I want them to be. My question is, how can I stop the pattern of feeling desperate? Also, how do I heal limiting beliefs about my upbringing? Most of my undeservingness and low self-worth comes from society's judgment of my family. My parents are a bit religious, naively kind, not smart socially, spiritual bypassing mindset, and closed-minded. They were disliked, disrespected, and ridiculed by our extended family. I love them so much, but I can't stop being triggered whenever I remember what we had to go through and what life skills we missed on learning because of who my parents are. How can I heal this ongoing wound since I don't think my parents will change? How do I integrate and heal limiting beliefs? What techniques should I practice? And is imaginative meditation enough to reparent my inner child? Woo! <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Let's break this down. So if you're going through your quarter life crisis, I'm going to assume that means you're in your mid twenties or even your late twenties. And the first thing I want to say to you is you don't have to have this all figured out. Being confused and not having your career relationship start yet. That's just a normal part of growing up of adult adolescence, which is what so much of our 20-something and early 30-something even years of are like. It's, it's a growing up and discovery period. So your question of how do I solve the pattern of feeling desperate? Well, first you just have to accept where you are, accept that the confusion and the not knowing is all very normal when it comes to this stage of life. You've got to stop judging yourself and be a little gentler and a little easier on yourself. It's really, really, really hard to get clarity when we're in massive judgment of ourselves and we're wanting something to be different or we don't like the way things are. If we want clarity, if we want to end that feeling of, as you say, desperation, self-acceptance is the best medicine. That's when the answers and the opportunities come in. In terms of how you heal limiting beliefs about upbringing, well, I highly encourage you to join my personal mastery course in that course, that's where I really, really help you break through the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual level because we don't just heal limiting beliefs with our mind. We have to go back and do the emotional work of what set those beliefs in place. The reason why limiting beliefs get put into place is because something happened, we have a feeling, we have an emotion, and the charge of that emotion locks the belief into place and it ends up then creating a pattern. It creates a neural net in our brain and we can't just think our way through it. We have to feel our way through it. We have to go back and feel the anger, the shame, the hurt, the sadness, whatever we felt, and then feel the compassion, feel the understanding, feel the love, feel the forgiveness. And then when we bring those kind of loving feelings to the hurt place inside that form the belief, then the reframed updated beliefs are way easier to believe. You also have to remember that your parents, they're on their journey. They've made their choices. They have their life and you can't save them. You can't protect them. You can't go back in the past and change things. So what I would suggest you do is write down all the gifts that you've received because your parents are different. The kind of person that's made you, the, the level of compassion, the ability, the, the way you're able to relate to people that are different or that don't fit in. I think that you're so concerned with how they feel or how it looks that you're not seeing the gifts. You're not seeing how 
amazing they were at teaching you certain things. And you're not seeing how having these parents makes you uniquely qualified for certain things, especially understanding other people that may feel different. So in terms of how to integrate and heal limiting beliefs is everything I said, it's really about going back and doing that healing work, doing that work with the inner child. Mastery, if you want to do it with me, is a great way to do that. And in terms of is imaginative meditation enough to reparent my inner child? No, (laughs) it's not. I wish it was. That's, That's a lot easier. What we need so much is to go back and let that little one know we're there and let them know we're healed. I was just doing a coaching call with a woman who was teased in second grade. Someone did something to her that was very hurtful. And she didn't think it was that big of a deal. But when we broke it apart, we realized that in that moment, she felt so much shame and so much hurt that her whole identity changed. And in that moment, she made the decision that she wasn't worthy, that she wasn't worthy of love. And that's impacted her financially. That's impacted her love life. It's impacted everything. And when I've asked her what work she did on it, she says, well, I've gold back and I told a little one, it's not her fault and it's okay. And I'm here for her now and she deserves love. And I said, you missed the emotional level. And so I took her back to feeling it. And I let, I held space for that little girl to feel. And I acknowledged it. I said to that little girl, that boy is mean. I, I understand why you're feeling this way this is really hard. So she felt seen, she felt heard, and then more emotion came forward. And so we were able to unlock so much of that emotion. And then when the emotion was unlocked, we were able to bring compassion and forgiveness to it. And then we were able to reframe the beliefs. So like I said, we can't just do things mentally. We need the mental, emotional, behavioral, and spiritual level. If you want a little help with that, there's always my personal mastery course, christinehasler.com slash mastery. So just some food for thought as we wrap up the prosperity questions. And again, I'm going to do more next week. I think I have four or five questions next week is I want you to consider how your self-worth is impacting your net worth. Where are the places where you don't feel worthy, where you don't feel enough? And how is that showing up financially for you? Is it in terms of asking for what you're worth? Is it in terms of thinking you have to work really, 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 really hard? Is it in terms of comparing yourself to other people and you don't think you're good enough? You don't think you're smart enough? So know that shifting our money mindset it's, it's not really about making vision boards and just repeating tons of affirmations. It's about going back and looking at those, you know, conscious and unconscious beliefs, mostly unconscious that we aren't really aware of on a day-to-day basis, but are impacting us on a day-to-day basis. And like I said, I explain more of this in the prosperity group coaching call that I did. So if you want to grab your copy of that for just 20 bucks, just email assist at christinehauser.com. All right, everybody. I'll be back next week with part two of answering your questions on prosperity. Until then, sending you lots of love and many blessings. Blessings.